Hi friends, I'm Tierney. And I'm Shelby. And we're Dead, Dead Drunk. Drunk. I got bit by a dog yesterday. I'm sorry, you what? <laughs> were you waiting to tell me this until we were on the podcast? No, I what just happened? remembered it right now. At the shelter. Yeah, but like what happened? Oh, the mom that had all those 11 puppies, she's still pretty pissed about her life. So <laughs> she goes after this dog that looks just like her. Like people ask if they're sisters and I have to stress, no, this one had a better life. Oh. This one had 11 puppies. And then she lunged and I pulled her away and she turned around and was like, bitch, and just bit me in the leg. Oh my God. Are you okay? <laughs> yeah. Did you bleed? No. Oh, so She fine. couldn't get through my jeans. Oh, well, Arizona brand jeans. I was going to say, what brand <laughs> jeans are those? Because we got to get sponsored by them ASAP. Oh, no, wait. ASAP they're royalty Rocky. brand jeans. Bought from Burlington Coat Factory. <laughs> <laughs> What are we talking about today? What are we drinking today? Uh, what are we drinking? All right. My mom helped me with this one. So our case starts out with a little story from my hometown of Albany, New York. Whoop, whoop. And so we had to use a rum from Albany Distilling Company. But as you can probably see from our title, we're talking about bail reform. So my mom and her genius brain was like, you have to use Bailey's because it has the word bail in it. And I'm like, <laughs> fucking perfect, mom. So we are drinking a root beer rum cream from yumly.com. <laughs> and all you have to do or what you're going to do is put two ounces of rum. They want us to use the spiced dark rum. But that's not what they have at Albany Distilling Company, and that's not what I have in my kitchen, so we're using the other one. <laughs> then we're going to use six ounces of root beer and two ounces of Bailey's Irish Cream liqueur. And we're going to, as Katie would say, slug that shit up. Slug uh, that shit up? Is yeah, she used said? to say, I'm gonna, let's slug that shit. I can, in, Tierney, insert Katie saying slug that shit right here. Grab a Chardonnay or a Cabernet. I'm going to pick Chardonnay because it's higher in alcohol content and just slug it down. I don't remember that at all. Oh, 100%. She's I would have asked that. her what she meant slug to mean because I don't... I don't Like slug. slug. Like... That's... I don't know. I guess that's a slurp, yeah. Doesn't slug mean punch somebody? I, isn't a slug like a, a well, slimy yeah, it's, creature? Well, yeah, it's that. But when you say, <laughs> it, like, I'm going to slug that guy, it's like punch him in the face, right? I don't know. Slug you know what it's chicken. not used for, though? <laughs> well, Katie, if you're listening, slug that shit. What does it ready. mean? <laughs> oh, wait. What were we going to start saying? Fuck. Didn't we say we were going to start, gonna like, start a, saying, saying a thing? Yeah. Like, are you ready Ready? Ready for... Are you ready for the case? Jink up. Is it? Was it? Are you ready for the case? So are you ready gonna, for the case? I'm just going to go to Messenger. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All my brain kept thinking of was, like, Roger the alien from American Dad when he goes, my real catchphrase was, <laughs> get ready, ready. <laughs> I, I think we know. said, are you ready for the case? Drink up dead drunkies, right? Yeah, drink up dead drunkies. I love that for us. Yeah. That's going to be cute for us to say, right? Isn't that cute? We're trying to think of um, catchphrases we can make to put on merch. <laughs> so we have <laughs> to start saying them. Slug that shit up. <laughs> 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 All right, let's slug that shit up and get ready for the case. Wait, is snarf <laughs> better? <laughs> no. 
know. Let's debate snarf or slug. Today's caboose will be us doing pros and cons with the word slug and snarf. Oh, oh God. Okay. So are you ready for the case? <laughs> Drink up, dead drunkies. <laughs> okay. I remembered it. There we go. <laughs> it took a second and I almost thought of going line, but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh god okay that <clears throat> really set the tone here we go let's let's begin on july 5th 2019 police were called to a first floor apartment located on 8 breveter street in albany new york for those of you who don't know i'm from albany and this specific apartment is literally around the corner from my house i passed it today actually on the way to beekman with my mom so these apartments are pretty run down and it's definitely not the highlight of the neighborhood. So when I heard about the case, I wasn't too surprised that it happened here, but it was kind of too close for comfort nonetheless. The police had been called to the apartment because of concerns that its resident, Paul Barbaritano, may harm himself. His sister had called 911 after a troubling conversation with him and she believed that he was in danger of self-harm. When police arrived, they found Barbaritano with self-inflicted wounds. They treated him at the scene and then transferred him to Albany Medical Center for further care. But when police went further into the apartment, they found the body of 29-year-old Nicole Jennings. She was lying in bed with a karate belt tightened around her neck, and her neck had also been slashed. Jennings actually had a warrant out for her arrest at the time, and when looking into Barbaritano, police found that he had an arrest record as well. In 2004, Barbara Tano was living in Utica, New York, and he had spent some time at the Addictions Crisis Center due to a drug problem. During this time, he was caught touching a woman while she was sleeping on a couch at the center, and he was pulling up her skirt to expose her and touching himself while doing so. So a great guy. Yeah, kind of creepy. He was charged with forcible touching and harassment for this crime. How long of a sentence did, did that get him? I don't think he did much time for that at all. <laughs> Sorry, that really pissed me off. Yeah. So now, five years later, after that crime, Barbara Tano actually confessed to killing Jennings. His story, however, made it seem like a freak accident. According to Barbara Tano, he and Jennings were having consensual sex when he choked her with a karate belt. Apparently, it was not out of the norm for this couple to do drugs and have sex, usually of a rough or kinky nature. However, at some point during the sex, he realized that the belt around her neck was too tight. Because he was really high and he was freaking out a little bit, Barbara Tano took the knife and he tried to cut her free, slashing her throat by accident in the process. <laughs> oh, okay. Wait, it's a karate belt, right? Yeah, I don't know how... Like. Was did you do karate? I never did karate. Okay. Well, it's like a cloth belt. Yeah. I didn't go far in karate, but like, I think I did something. You didn't have a black belt? I wonder what color karate, like, was it like a black belt? Was it like a brown belt? It's not a, in there. A yellow belt? Maybe it was like a white he belt. He would have been way more <laughs> successful in life. Had I don't know how the, the colors belt. go. I know white belt is like the first one, right? Yeah. And then it gets like darker in color or something, and then you get to I black? I don't think there's a... It, I don't think it gets darker. I don't know the progression of the belts, but there's like diff weird colors before you get to black. Karate but <laughs> belt. But it's a cloth. Order. There's not a buckle or anything. You just, you can really kind of tug on it if you don't know your knots and untie it. Are you ready? White, blue, green, purple, brown, black is what it says to me. There's no yellow. That's what I thought too. Now this one says, ooh, there's a lot here. 
I think it Wait, depends on what are, kind of karate that, you're doing. I was just going to say, if it's just karate, then there's a specific thing for that. But then there's different ones for like judo. and. This one says the the nine belts. White, yellow, orange, green, blue, purple, red, brown, black. I think that's So karate. it does get darker in color. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. So fuck you. I know karate. I didn't know. <laughs> I know kung fu. <laughs> I know kung fu. Don't mess with me. I'll mess with you. Oh, mic drop. All right. <clears throat> so when he realized what he had done, he called his sister in a panic who notified the police. He began to harm himself, according to him, because of the guilt of what he had done. Paul Barbertano was then charged with second degree manslaughter. Under new bail reforms in New York State, second degree manslaughter is not a violent enough crime for them to keep Barbertano in jail, so he was released. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo is behind the new bail reform laws. He thinks that it's corrupt that rich people can afford bail, but poor people who commit the same crimes are stuck in jail. I agree. I agree. However, the bail reform laws are almost too forgiving, and many people who maybe should be locked up are allowed to walk free under this revision. The other problematic thing about the new law is that the degree of dangerousness, and that's in quotes because that's the word that they've been using, of each case is not taken into account. Therefore, if someone could be deemed a threat to society, this is not considered. There will be no cash bail allowed for approximately 90% of cases because the state wants to allow those sentenced the presumed quote-unquote innocence that they deserve. So here are all of the crimes that now fall under the bail reform law, and it is a lengthy list. I didn't realize it was this many. So, starting with burglary. Second-degree burglary of a residence as a hate crime. Then third-degree burglary of a commercial building or as a hate crime. Second-degree robbery aided by another person or as a hate crime. Third-degree robbery. Then we have criminal sale of a controlled substance. Using a child to commit a controlled substance crime. Criminal possession of a controlled substance. Criminal sale of a controlled substance in or near a school. Criminal injection of a controlled subject into another person. (laughs) That one should probably be re-looked at. That's, <laughs> that's like kind of a lot. I was going to say that's assault, but if you continue further onto the list. Yeah. <laughs> Criminal sale of a controlled substance to a child. <laughs> like, how is that not going to put you in jail? See, this was my thought when I was reading through the list is like people that just that aren't held under bail. The child is still out there and is the only thing that can be used to testify against them. So if you let them out, what are the chances that they're not going to... Yeah. Yeah. Bye, little Timmy. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Then we have criminal sale of a prescription for a controlled substance by a pharmacist and criminal possession or creation of methamphetamines. So, basically, I can cook meth and then be let out of jail? Yeah, at least while you wait for your trial. So I'm going to flee to Mexico. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Third degree assault and third degree assault as a hate crime. Reckless assault of a child by a daycare provider or by anybody else. Stalking. Stalking as a hate crime. Vehicular assault. Just let back out there with the car. Aggravated vehicular assault. Aggravated assault on a child under 11 years old. That same thing, but as a hate crime. Like, are you joking? Menacing? What, what is menacing? I, 
I'm thinking of like. <laughs> Do you want me to Google Menace? I'm thinking of like a villain. You like, remember Rasputin from, like, from the animated? That's menacing. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, <laughs> suggesting the presence of danger or threatening. I mean, that's what the definition of the word is. Oh, I found it. It's intentionally placing another person in, quote, reasonable fear of physical injury, serious physical injury or death. Okay, but that's not violent, though. No, it's just the threat of violence. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, still not good, but whatever. Reckless endangerment, though. Mm. Yeah. You're good. Um, promoting <laughs> a suicide attempt. So what's her, what's her name? Yeah. She's out, though. No, I know, but what is her name? I, I don't know. I was just talking about her last weekend, too, and I don't remember her name. Michelle Carter. I Love You Now Die is the documentary. It is the story the of The death Kirk of Cobain. Conrad Roy. There we go. I, I listened to the True Crime Obsessed episode about that. And I, I don't know. It made me think a little. Like, she was kind of mentally disturbed. Yeah. No, they were both mentally ill. Yeah. I don't. They really both needed some help. But a lot of people do. Yeah. But you're not held on bail in the state of New York if you do that. No. <laughs> First degree stalking while committing a sex offense. <laughs> That's two things. <laughs> That's like, what's his name? Um, Joe Goldberg. <laughs> Stephen Peter Morin. Yeah, yeah. No, he was good he at that. He would be let out of jail. Um, criminal obstruction of breathing. Isn't that like attempted murder? It's just attempted murder. I don't know why we have all these names for things. Criminally negligent homicide, second degree vehicular manslaughter, aggravated vehicular manslaughter. What got Paul Barbaritano is second degree manslaughter, which literally means you killed somebody. Even if it wasn't like you literally killed somebody and now you're out of jail. Yeah. Yep. Unlawful imprisonment, unlawful imprisonment as a hate crime, aggravated labor trafficking, custodial interference, substitution of children. A person is guilty of substitution of children when, having been temporarily entrusted with a child less than one year old and intending to deceive a parent, guardian, or other unlawful, other lawful custodian of such child, he substitutes, produces, or returns to such a child. So, somebody that takes care of your child and then gives you a different child. <laughs> <laughs> like, thinking he wouldn't notice? So, yeah, so, yeah, yes. that's like at the hospital if you think your baby's ugly and you steal somebody else's and give you them yours. It's like trading. <laughs> just don't trade babies yeah if you do it in new york though or yeah good. i guess you can <laughs> trade babies because nothing will happen all right do you want to talk about coercion sure coercion coercion is a hate crime criminal trespass the same thing as a hate crime possession of burglars tools that <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean that's like does that mean like when you know, you, they pulled over Ted Bundy or whatever and he had all that suspicious shit in his Okay, car? but that's not burglar's tools. I was thinking, you know, and it's always sunny, Dennis Reddles has his tools hidden in a compartment in the back of his car and it's like zip ties and duct tape and like, that's not burglar's tools. That's intention for something else. That is shit. I like to bind. I like to be bound. Yeah, maybe you're into BDSM. You shouldn't be. Okay, I, 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 uh, I'm okay with that one. Out on bail. Okay. Unlawful possession of a police scanner. Criminal mischief. Criminal mischief as a hate crime. I don't know. Criminal tampering. Cemetery desecration. <laughs> aggravated cemetery desecration. Reckless endangerment of property. Tampering with a consumer product. Graffiti. 
possession of graffiti tools. Okay, so like if I third, fourth, and fifth degree arson. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go back to graffiti. Okay, if yeah. I have a, pan- a can of spray paint in my car, can I get arrested? Apparently, under possession of graffiti tools. Apparently, it's okay because I'll. But let you'll me be out, let so out on jail. Right. Out on, on bail. bail. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. all those guys that did that, did you see that? The graffiti to the subway train in New York City? Because people are pissed that it's 275. That's okay. So they graffitied all over this one station. It just says like, F cops. But the train looks gorgeous. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I hope they don't watch that thing. All right. I have a question. Yeah. What is third, fourth, and fifth degree arson? Let's give it a goog. Like you set something on fire. I feel like there should only be one degree. Or second degree is like, an accident but you still set something on fire what are third fourth and fifth like i i set part of a house on fire i set my car on fire i set my dog on fire <laughs> i set my baby on fire i set somebody else's baby on, on fire I see. okay arson in the third degree is when you intentionally damage a building or motor vehicle and let's go fourth <laughs> Fourth degree is, oh, this one's more annoying. When you recklessly damage a building by intentionally starting a fire. <laughs> so it's just taking the words They're and like, like yeah. <laughs> shuffling Fifth them around. Fifth degree arson is also intentionally starting a fire without the consent of the owner. <laughs> I, I, what? <laughs> so, <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Oh, wait. Here's a big, a big description of the five. Arson in the fifth degree... By intentionally or causing an explosion? I don't... So I can explode something as a hate crime and just be set free? Yeah, the maximum jail sentence is a year. Like, you you only get a year if you light something on fire. I'm setting your house on fire tonight. <laughs> just kidding. Thank you. <laughs> just kidding. All right, so let's go to Grand Larceny. Oh. You could do that as a hate crime, too. You could also be aggravated when you do it to an ATM. (laughs) You could be aggravated when you do it to an ATM. Yep. (laughs) Then there's petite larceny and as a hate crime. There's computer tampering, computer trespassing, unauthorized use of a computer. So like if I steal a computer and use it or something, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Or if I go to the library and (laughs) I think you're allowed to use those computers. I think so, too. (laughs) Unlawful duplication of computer materials. Welfare fraud, criminal use of a public benefits card, criminal possession of a public benefits card, unauthorized use of a vehicle. <laughs> hey, can we listen to Pony while I say this one? Can you do like, <laughs> auto stripping. <laughs> <laughs> Theft of services. Is that like when you. I think if you like, you don't pay somebody for what they did. If you don't pay a prostitute. <laughs> yeah, I mean. But they they can't go to the police with it. Unauthorized use of a credit card. Okay. Wait. Jostling. Jostling. <laughs> what? I'm gonna find out. It's my favorite <laughs> one that's on this list. Just Joss- jostling. Just jostling. It's like on Shit's Creek. Jostling shit. Jostling is when in a public place someone unintentionally un- and unnecessarily places his hand in the proximity of a person's pocket or handbag or jostles or crowds another person at a time when a third person's hand is in the proximity of such person's pocket or handbag so so it's pickpocketing it's all over twisting <laughs> what about the third person i'm confused there's if there's 
if you're just pushing against them to distract them from the other person stealing from them. Oh. Literally jostling a person. All right, but it's okay because you'll get let out, so it's fine. <laughs> what is fraudulent accosting? When it, isn't accosting a person like yelling at them and oh, this is just this is a just list of Googles. Just <laughs> fraudulent. I spelled that wrong. Yeah, it's basically to bully someone, isn't it? But like fraudulently accosting. Stopping someone in a public place in order to somehow trick or defraud that person. It's the same as jostling, just very upfront, is what it sounds like. It's yeah. with your words. I'm going to jostle you with my words, baby. <laughs> uh, criminal possession of a stolen property. Forgery. Criminal possession of a forged instrument. Criminal <laughs> possession of forgery devices. Criminal possession of vehicle ID number. Forgery of a vehicle ID number. Falsifying business records, tampering with public records. Wait, in the t- on the topic of vehicle ID numbers, did you see the the live PD episode where they pull this guy over and he's like, "Oh, this is my name and this is the number on my driver's license." And they go back to the car and they're like, "Who knows that? What?" And that's how they knew he was lying about his identity. Who knows their driver ID number? Literally nobody. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Sorry, it's okay. Um, offering a false instrument for filing insurance fraud oh yeah okay health insurance fraud criminal diversion of prescription medications commercial bribery rent gouging good what is that (laughs) that's when you're charging too much for rent oh residential mortgage fraud aggravated identity theft bribery perjury bail jumping (laughs) bail jumping you can't be held on bail for Wait, isn't that kind of funny, though? Yeah, that is very funny. (laughs) Obstructing governmental administration, obstructing governmental administration with a self-defense spray device. Wait, does that just mean, (laughs) does that qualify as, like, would you arrest a person if a senator was trying to assault you so you pepper sprayed him? Like, is that, what? Oh, gosh. Um, Okay, (laughs) next one. Killing a police dog or a police horse? No, I wouldn't let that person out. I would never. I would Mm -mm. kill that person. Sorry. (laughs) Obstructing emergency medical service. Obstructing governmental services with a bomb. (laughs) Obstructing governmental services with a bomb. Wait. Escape. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Like, okay. He's probably cool now. He can be held without bail. Yeah. Like, what? Promoting prison contraband, resisting arrest, hindering prosecution, making a false sworn statement, bribing a witness, receiving a bribe as a witness, bribing a juror, receiving a bribe as a juror, providing a juror with a gratuity, which seems like the same thing, tampering with a juror, tampering with physical evidence, compounding a crime. This is funnier than it should have been. (laughs) I know. First degree criminal contempt. Refusing to be sworn in as a witness, second degree criminal contempt, all gambling offenses and all prostitution offenses, providing indecent material in minors, riot, criminal anarchy, harassment, harassment as a hate crime, aggravated harassment, aggravated harassment as a hate crime, and then of an employee by an inmate. Uh, okay. <laughs> criminal Wait, nuisance. so like you can be an inmate. And you can harass an employee 
And then they they set you free. <laughs> <laughs> Technicality. <laughs> What's criminal nuisance? Is that just being annoying? <laughs> Like oh, criminally annoying. That's when. That's gotta be when people on live PD are like, "What did I do? What did I do? I'm oh, being held." And then they're like, "Turn around! I'm gonna put the cuffs on you. You're freaking annoying." <laughs> Falsely reporting a crime, pointing a laser at an aircraft. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of those laws in like Minnesota or whatever where you can't like chew gum in an airplane or something like that. There's one for like Tennessee or Texas where like you can't have a horse in the front seat of a car. <laughs> I, just I feel like you can't look at a moose with binoculars or something. <laughs> I think in Italy, it's illegal to kick pigeons, but in England, it's very encouraged. Oh, that's really <laughs> You fun. might get a medal if you kick a pigeon <laughs> in England. Oh, where was I? Oh, harming a service animal. Oh, you okay. shouldn't be let Fuck out. you. Public lewdness. Illegal eavesdropping. <laughs> Dissemination of unlawful surveillance. Non-support of a child. Endangering the welfare of a child. Assisting in female genital mutilation. Are you joking? (laughs) No. Endangering the welfare of an incompetent or physically disabled person. Endangering the welfare of a vulnerable elderly person or a disabled person. Promoting an obscene sexual performance by a child. Possessing an obscene sexual performance by a child. Promoting... Or possessing a sexual performance by a child. Fourth degree criminal possession of a weapon. Criminal possession of a weapon on school grounds. Criminal possession of a firearm. Third degree criminal possession of a weapon. Criminal purchase or disposal of a weapon. Unlawfully wearing a body vest. Unlawfully fleeing a police officer in a vehicle. Enterprise corruption. Money laundering. And then the same thing in support of terrorism. Corrupting the government. Criminal solicitation, conspiracy, conspiracy as a hate crime, and criminal facilitation. And that's the list. That was a long <laughs> list. What do we think about the list? It was 20 million times longer because we found a lot of it hilarious. Yeah. I mean, some of these things are like, yeah, you shouldn't be held. But some of these things are like, wait, why are you not in jail? Right? Yeah. Definitely manslaughter. Arson? Arson. Yeah. All five degrees of arson. Killing a dog? <laughs> like, no, thank you. Yeah. You no. Be in jail forever. Jenny, what do you think? Well, Jenny's not super fond of the police dogs on Live PD, but she is in support of canine rights. Canines deserve the canine same rights. Canine equality. Canine equality. Yeah. She's a fight. feminist. <laughs> Go fight Roar. Hi, friends. We have to interrupt our episode briefly to tell you about our sponsor, Fruit of the Bean. If you're anything like us, then we know that you need something to get you moving in the morning after a long night of cocktails and true crime. Our go-to morning pick-me-up is coffee. And we get the most delicious fresh roasted coffee from fruitofthebean.com. If you're not really a fan of what my mom likes to call coffee-flavored coffee, that's okay because Fruit of the Bean has something for everyone. There's hazelnut coffee and French vanilla coffee for those coffee amateurs like myself that want some sweeter flavor to their morning cup of joe. They also offer organic Bali blue coffee, Kenyan coffee, which is the CEO's favorite, a breakfast blend, and even a decaf option for those of you that like the taste of delicious coffee without the jump of caffeine. You crazy people. Right after you place your order, the wonderful people at Fruit of the Bean get to work roasting it to perfection before carefully packaging it up and shipping it right to your door. That's right, it comes straight to your door and it is freshly roasted after you order. You don't even have to consider putting on real pants and going out to the store to get your coffee fix. 
Which reminds me, because they also have mugs and clothing for all you coffee addicts out there that want to extend your love of caffeine beyond the mug. My personal favorite is the shirt that says death before decaf because I can honestly say that I feel dead before my first cup of coffee in the morning. Coffee isn't their only passion though. Fruit of the Bean is a company that believes in giving back. 10% of their net income goes towards helping orphans and those affected by human trafficking. If you go order some coffee right now, you can use code DEAD, that's D-E-A-D, DEAD, at checkout to get a 25% discount on your order. So head on over to fruitofthebean.com, F-R-U-I-T-O-F-T-H-E-B-E-A-N.com, and don't forget to use our code DEAD, that's D-E-A-D, at checkout for that 25% discount. All right, now back to the show. So that's all the things. And Paul's was manslaughter, right? Right. Second degree manslaughter. Right. So recently there was somebody that was arrested for robbing banks. And this was 40-year-old African-American man, Roman Nellis. Actually, just a few weeks ago on January 8th, he was arrested for robbing two banks in Nassau County, Long Island. And according to Long Island police, Nellis entered the Chase Bank at 270 North Central Avenue in Valley Stream at 6 p.m., on December 30th, I was pretty drunk. I <laughs> had my birthday. Um, <laughs> he handed birthday? the teller a note demanding money, and they complied. Then Nellis took his cash and fled on foot. In the following investigation, police were able to link Nellis to a similar robbery of a Roslyn or Roslyn? I don't know. Roslyn? Roslyn. Savings Bank in West Hempstead on December 17th. So he robbed two banks in December. In oh. both robberies... Nellis's notes said that he had a gun and demanded the teller hand over hundreds, fifties, and twenties. The court papers allege that the homeless Mr. Nellis made off with a total of $9,500. Nellis was charged with two counts of third-degree robbery, which in the state of New York can carry a sentence of two and one-third years to seven years in prison. However, Nellis had prior convictions of drug charges, like Paul, Mm -hmm. which meant that he could be facing... A minimum of two to four years and the same maximum of seven years. Gotcha. So at the time of the robberies, Nellis was actually facing sentencing in central Is- Islip? Islip? Islip. Islip. Uh, right? Islip? 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 Long Islanders, tell me about it. So <laughs> are you on Islip or are you in <laughs> Islip? They're on Islip? It. Hotman? <laughs> we should have anyway. shirts that say Hotman. <laughs> what a question mark. <laughs> and then the back is just a picture of his face. <laughs> it's just his hand. Everybody's like, who is that? <laughs> Literally nobody knows. <laughs> anyway, after he admitted to violating his supervised release in a 2012 crack trafficking case for which he served a seven-year prison term. So although he was scheduled to be sentenced on December 16th, his court-appointed lawyer got it rescheduled for March 24th, 2020, because Nellis was, quote, scheduled to enter into an inpatient drug treatment program. But instead, he robbed two banks. On January 9th, Nellis went before Judge David McAndrews, who initially acknowledged that the charges against Nellis did not qualify as a bail offense, according to Cuomo's new law, which we just went through, which went into effect on the 1st. Then Judge McAndrews went on to say that he believes, quote, this defendant to be a menace to society and even went as far as to say, quote, I don't want you walking around my neighborhood. McAndrews rejected the arguments from Nellis's legal aid lawyer, Diane Clark, who said there are no allegations. There was an actual gun used. 
He didn't hear any of that. And he set a $10,000 cash bail or $20,000 bond for Nellis. Clark appealed his ruling before Judge Christopher Quinn, who reversed the decision to go along with the new laws of New York State and release Nellis without bail. Although the release came with the caveat of him having to wear a GPS tracking device and attending his court hearing on January 13th. Unfortunately, Nellis failed to show up at that hearing or at the follow-up hearing scheduled for January 15th because according to court transcript, prosecutor Jed Painter said, quote, we received a strap notification that he cut off his bracelet two days ago. So he actually cut it off on the day he was supposed to go to his court hearing. So I want to stress that bail reform is important, but it it's not... It's not working correctly. This one isn't working. I feel like it's too broad. So the the Nassau County Police Commissioner, Patrick Ryder, actually said last Thursday on Fox and Friends that everybody is frustrated. He said, quote, bail reform was meant to be fair for all, not to take away discretion from judges looking at criminal history, which I think is important in Paul's case, looking at his criminal history and going, hmm. Maybe he shouldn't be let out. Maybe he's kind of violent and unpredictable. But in this particular case, with Roman Nellis, I don't think... I mean, there's no history of violence. His is just drug trafficking. I don't think Paul had history of violence either. Both of them really needed help. They well, don't really need... he had history need... of literally touching a girl while she's sleeping Oh, in yeah. Like, that's like... I almost feel like that's, that's menace to That's violent adjacent. That's yeah. definitely menace to society. And, like, when you think about serial killers and their progression and stuff it's stuff like that that they start with yeah so how can you say that you're gonna let him out and he's not gonna escalate well yeah he might not escalate but the way this guy's life was going he was just always i mean paul roman nellis it doesn't sound like got any chance because because he i think he was he must have been addicted to crack really early in his life he's 40 at this point and that's probably what led to him being homeless. That's probably what led to him selling crack. And that put him in jail. And they were just going to put him back in jail. Yeah. To call him a menace to society. I mean, like, I don't know if McAndrews is racist, but like, if it quacks like a duck. I did also learn from Ryder, the police commissioner, that it's it's also caused difficulties for law enforcement. He said, quote, we have 15 days to turn over all our evidence for the defense counsel to go prepare for his case. In that 15 days, if we don't start to turn everything over and make the time period, the cases get dismissed. So not only are they getting out, but they're setting us up for failure in that if we don't get everything done in that 15 days, they're going to start dismissing the cases. I don't know that 15 days isn't enough time, but I don't know how many cases they have to prepare at once. If it was just one, 15 days seems like okay. Yeah. But they probably have multiple cases to prepare for. Which is just, it's crazy. Yeah. So I think the bail reform is a, it's a step in the right direction, but we took like a little step off the path. I think we took like three steps too many. Yeah. (laughs) We need to like dial it back a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's like the whole thing with like them not considering the quote dangerousness. Yeah, I think that you have to consider a person's history of violence before you let them back on the street. Yeah. And in these cases, really, I mean, Nellis and Paul are similar in the fact that their history, their criminal history is like drugs for the most part. Paul has that one sexual assault thing, but really both of them needed help. 
mm-hmm. and instead get incarcerated. But then let out. Yeah. And so the fact I don't that know Paul if Paul still lives around the corner from my house. I should go knock on the door and see what he's up to. Oh, that's terrifying. Don't do that. No. <laughs> don't, don't, don't go talk to him. I was in the car and with my mom and I was like, oh, there's Paul Barbaratano's house. <laughs> and Nellis is still on the run. He ran. But I, I can't really blame him for running. That this judge, despite the new law, tried to put $10,000 on his head in order to get out, even though he had he had no weapon. Nobody can say that he did. So I don't even know. I just feel like it it should be more case to case and it should be case to case and they should take into account. Like, I don't I agree with what Ryder is saying, that they have to look at their history, but the judge in this case, and again, I don't know McAndrews, so I can't really say. Yeah. But it really seemed like, like I would consider Paul a menace to society before I would call Roman Nellis a menace. He literally killed somebody. Yeah. Bye, John. Bye, John. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, he killed somebody. This guy like robbed two banks it, with a piece of paper. So I yeah. don't... And he killed somebody because he was on drugs... Right? Yeah, because he was on drugs. How are you going to say he's not going to get out on bail, go do some more drugs, and kill somebody else, quote, by accident? Yeah, I, yeah. You can't. You can't say that, like, Nell, I mean, so Ryder, too, on Fox and Friends was like, this guy's out there and he's dangerous. But, like, we don't know he? that Nellis is dangerous. He, You can assume that because now he's on the run from the law, but he never once used a weapon. Yeah. Paul killed somebody. Yeah, Someone's literally dead because of that guy. And he's walking around. And this is the issue. And the I want to find where it was because the Albany Police Department put out a letter. This was January 2nd of 2020. Statement regarding the release of manslaughter suspect Paul Barbaratano. Today, New York leaders failed to protect you. New York leaders placed you and your family in danger. The release of manslaughter suspect Paul Barbaratano is the direct result of the state's new flawed bail reform laws. This man is alleged to have killed another human and he is now free. He is now walking the same streets as you and your family members. This is a direct slap in the face to the men and women of the APOU who responded to the call and worked to see this dangerous suspect arrested. It is an even bigger slap in the face to the family and friends of the victim who lost a loved one that day. This is a disgrace and dishonor to the victim who lost her life that day as a result of the suspect's heinous actions. The leaders of this state have forgotten how to lead. They're making decisions that have consequences well beyond the walls of their comfy offices. What they are doing to the countless victims of crimes, essentially leaving them to become victimized again, not only by the suspect, but now by their elected officials. While the ideas and concepts of bail reform and affording the accused the same rights across the board are a novel idea, Crimes such as a manslaughter in the second degree, criminally negligent homicide, making a terroristic threat, criminal sale of a firearm to a minor, failure to register as a sex offender, resisting arrest, and numerous other crimes result in no bail. This is a letdown to the public and a letdown to law enforcement. The leaders of the state have now placed not only a law enforcement in danger, but they are placing children, which are our most precious and innocent, in danger. Someone can sell a firearm to a child and be let go. They could fail to register as a sex offender and be let go. What are the leaders of this state going to say if, God forbid, a child hurts another child or himself with the firearm they were just sold? 
What are the leaders of the state going to tell a child or a parent of a child who was just sexually assaulted by a sex offender who failed to register? Will the leaders of the state even have the courage to look a victim in the eye and say we messed up? As president of the APOU, I can promise that every member will continue to do the absolute best they can to protect every member of the public. The members will continue to provide you with the utmost professionalism, respect, and service that you have come to expect from us. I encourage everyone who is as outraged as we are about this to contact your elected officials. Sincerely, Gregory McGee. Yeah, so Albany's pretty pissed about it. I would say. Wow. So for everybody not in New York, the state of New York is fighting within itself. It's good that we're taking a look at the justice system. I mean, if it works out in California, maybe the whole country will make private prisons illegal. Mm -hmm. And then we can start really working on this thing. If you want to email us and tell us what you think should be done in the state of New York, if you live in the state of New York, if you don't, I don't really want to hear your opinion. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you can send it to us anyway at thedrunkpod at gmail.com. Or if you make this week's drink or you have other opinions that you want to share, but not through email, you could do it through Instagram at dead drunk crime or Twitter dead drunk crime or what's another thing. Or you could go to our website, <laughs> deaddrunkpodcast.com. Uh, we also have merch, which you can find linked in all the blog posts of our websites and in our show notes. Is that it? I think that's it. Okay, great. Um, all right. So I got mad at myself halfway through this episode because I bought a game for us to play for our caboose and I left it at home. Oh, <laughs> no. But I was so I excited did, for the game. Okay, but listen. So I found pictures of some of the cards online so we can still play it. Okay. It's called Incoherent. And I found it on a Jenna Marbles podcast. They were playing it as like a whole episode and it was a lot of fun. So basically what it is, is it has words on a card and they're not the words that they want you to say, but they sound like a, a phrase. Okay. And you have to say them and figure out what the phrase is that they want you to say. Now the fun part of this is that, um, the pictures of these cards that I found do not have the answers on them, so we're going to have to try to figure <laughs> it out. All right. First one is, though walk calves aim. Though walk calves aim. Though walk calves aim. What? <laughs> though walk calves aim. Though walk calves oh, aim. Oh, is it the walk of fame? No. The walk calves <laughs> aim. Zame. The walk, the walk of shame, oh. walk of shame, right? Mm -hmm. That took a little bit. Okay. Um, next one. Can mold. O. Can mold. O. <laughs> can mold. O. Can mold. O. <laughs> Hotman. Can mold. O. Can Moldo. Can Moldo. Modu. No, just <laughs> Can Moldo. Can. Can Moldo. Camel toe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting any of these. No, All right. this, one's, this one's really easy. I got it. I'm just reading it. Chow wears hex. Uh, <laughs> try saying me. it a couple times. Chow wears hex. Chow wears sex. Chow. Shower sex? <laughs> Shower sex! <Yeah>! Oh! <laughs> All right. Oh, that's not what I 
was initially gonna say. I'll hike, peg, bus, hike, and hot done high. <laughs> no, what the fuck? That's so long. I'll hike, peg, bus, hike, and hot done high. I'll hike, peg, bus, hike, and hot done high. I'll hike, peg, bus, hike, and hot done high. I have no idea. Good luck on your hike. I don't I'll know. I'll hike, fuck. peg, bus. I'll hike. I'll hike. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Peg bus. <laughs> hike. Peg bus. And hot done high. I have no idea, but this one's easy. Inflay doubles hex tall. Okay. What? I don't. Inflay doubles hex tall. Inflatable sex doll? Yeah! <laughs> okay. All right. Wait, can I see that other one? Yes. It's pissing me I'll off. I'll hike, peg, bus, hike, hot, done, high. I'll hike, I'll hike, I'll hike, peg, bus, hike, and hot, done, high. I'll hike, peg, bus, hot, done, high. <laughs> <laughs> I'll hike... I'll hike. I'll hike, peg, bus, <laughs> hike, why and like. hot, done, high. I'll hike, peg, bus, hike, and hot, done, high. <laughs> I'll hike, peg, bus, hike. This is what I hear when Scottish people talk. <laughs> <laughs> I bet I'll it makes hike, sense peg, to bus, hike, and hot, done, high. <laughs> I'll hike, peg, bus, <laughs> hike, and hot, done, high. <laughs> I'll I'll hike big I'll hike hike peg bus you got it okay what is it (gasps) oh I'll peg bus (laughs) hold on did everybody else hike we were just over here like idiots bus hiking hot done high I guess that is I like big butts and I cannot lie I never would have got that Mm mm-mm All right, we have to go. (laughs) Bye, Mom. Bye. Don't put down those drinks just yet, dead drunkies. Between recording and uploading this episode, there was an update in the case of Barbara Tano. After being released, Barbara Tano's charge was upgraded to second-degree murder. Because of this, Barbara Tano was taken back into custody. We want to stress that we are not saying we believe in cash bail. The system is corrupt, and the idea that rich people that commit crimes can be released, but poor people cannot, is not okay. However, the idea that people that commit a crime on the list we mentioned, despite the degree of dangerousness, can be released is something that needs to be rethought. The system itself needs reform, but this law needs a little bit more reform before it goes into effect. At least, we think so. What do you think? Bye, Mom.